Hello, welcome to another One Louder podcast. My name is Stephen Hill. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. This week on the show, I am delighted that I'm going to be joined by Scott Kennedy and Ali Richardson. That is the vocalist and the drummer of the band Bleed From Within. Um, We're going to be talking about their brand new album, which is called Fracture, uh, which comes out on the 29th of May on uh, Century Media Records, which have been on a pretty hot streak at the moment. We've already had Havoc um, chatting about them and how great that record was. So very, very excited to speak to those guys. Um, Just a little bit of background, if you aren't familiar with Believe From Within, they're a Scottish kind of groove metal band. If you're a fan of Pantera, if you're a fan of Lamb of God, that kind of thing, then I think, I think you're going to have a lovely time listening to Believe From Within. Um, They were a band who showed a bit of promise around a sort of decade to go with their first couple of records but in 2013 their album uprising came out which i remember thinking at the time was an absolutely brilliant brilliant record of that kind of groove metal stuff they were great great live as well like really really wicked record they went out from tour with with lamb of god with megadeth and um seemed like bleed from within we're going to be the next great kind of uh, breakthrough metal band from the british isles and you know I, which i thought they absolutely deserved to be and then we got a lot of radio silence for a kind of five-year period from Believe Me Within. Everyone just sort of thought, well, that's it. I guess they're gone. And then in 2018, they came back with a great record called Era. A massive comeback. Huge kind of phoenix from the flames of an album, which really put them back at the sort of forefront of people's minds. And they followed that record up, uh, as I said before, with their new album, their fifth record, Fracture. Um, it's a great record. We'll get into chatting about that record with the guys. Uh, I actually spoke to them on um, on Zoom, uh, as we are having to do with pretty much everyone at the moment during this COVID-19 crisis. And it's a great chat. They're really, really passionate about heavy metal and their band. And um, yeah, it was a good chat. And I sincerely hope that you will check out the record of Fracture, which is coming out soon. Um, but before you do that, make sure you do get a little bit of context for it, which you're going to get right now from me talking to Scott and Ali from Bleed From Within. Scott and Ali from Bleed From Within are with, well, you're not really with me, are you? But we're, no. we're sort of together. In well, the they're in spirit, right? Yeah. In the, that's, in how, the... that's how we socialise these days. It is. It's very strange. Um, although you guys have sort of made the best of it, really, haven't you? Because I've seen your new video. Yeah. And um, it's an ingenious way of, of bringing yourselves together, even though we can't physically be together at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys tell the story of exactly what the new video is and, and, and what sort of happens in it. But yeah, um, using this kind of pandemic we find ourselves in against itself, I, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's basically uh, every single weekend since this kind of kicked off, we've been on Zoom chats and house party things with our mates back in Glasgow. And I say back in Glasgow for me, I live in Redden, so I've been doing this for bloody ages. Hmm. Uh, but I like, it's just kind of, Every weekend that was happening, and I think it was—I think it was Stephen's idea at the first one. He just kind of said, "What would you think about doing a video, sort of based around the idea of yeah. house party?" And then I sort of Gunzi came up with the idea of everyone filming themselves and staggering the footage, and I. Yeah. And then Kennedy, like, Kennedy definitely stole the show with his his piece, but <laughs> this is—it's like this is like a major part of his, like history we are literally in right now. Like, yeah. we'll remember this for the rest of our life. So let's put that video out and like, you'll literally, every time you watch that video, will totally take you back to when all this crazy shit was going on. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and also you, you did the kind of, um, it's not just Scott, you sort of 
pumping iron and um, going to the camera. There's a quite a fair bit of uh, passing the bottle around as well, which I thought was a, a nice little extra touch from you boys yeah. as well. And then halfway through or towards the end of the song, Matt Heath even turns up on the call as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Heathy being on the song uh, is, is great. How did that come about? Um, after we released Era, we started to see like, members of other bands, like bigger bands, obviously, like Trivium and stuff, posting about us quite a lot, and, like sharing songs off their Instagram and stuff. And he was like the one guy that was doing it the most. Like it was like once a week, he was just constantly sharing songs from our last album. Mm. So we got in touch to say thank you. And we sent him like a wee merchandise care package. And um, we were on tour last year with Lamb of God and Trivium. We had a day off and Trivium were quite close by. So we're just like, we we're just chatting. We went out to the show and yeah, I, I remember like years ago though, like this is a true story, like no word of a lie. Like, you remember like the Roadrunner United CDs back in yeah, the day? Yeah, yeah. And he did like the, the dual solo, and that, I think it was the black metal song, the Danny Phil for, in fact, I think it was the, the death metal one with Glenn Benton, Annihilation by the Hands of God. Yes. I think yeah, it was, and him and Corey do that dual guitar solo, and that's honestly to this day still one of my favorite guitar solos. And I remember like back then thinking, how fucking cool would it be if he did a guest solo on one of our songs. And then genuinely, I swear I'd forgot about it. It wasn't until it actually happened. I was like, shit, I actually thought about that back in the day. That's you, made, you made that happen, Kenny. You, true story. You, you fucking it out, it the, Mate, it out to the universe and it came back. The power of positive thinking. That's awesome. Um, he's, he's an absolute dude, isn't he, Matt Heafy? Oh, he's, he's a legend. Like, Such a nice guy, man. Like we, yeah. That first time that Kennedy's talking about when we first sort of met them properly, uh, and Matt was so like welcoming, weren't he? We kind of knew like one or two members of the crew, and we went to this show in Luxembourg, and then we were sort of waiting next to the stage to get backstage, and the crew recognised us, and they sent like the TM down. He's like, "Oh, Matt sent us to get you guys. Come back. Uh, you just want to hang out in the catering bit. There's the beers here. Do you want anything else?" And Matt and Corey came in, and the rest of the guys, and it was just like so welcoming, and felt like we'd known them for ages. Felt like we were on the tour or something, you know? Mm. Um, fucking did. He's just like, as well, like, see someone to, like, his level or the size of his band or whatever you want to say, like, he is, like, just such a champion for promoting younger bands as well. Like, he doesn't need to go out his way and do that, but you can tell, like, he's so passionate about music that he wants to do that. Like, mm. just such a, such a good guy, man. Just, I mean, stand-up gentleman. It, it feels really Fuck rare work. that somebody who's been in a band for 20 years and is in a band who can, you know, they're, they're third from top at Download Festival, yeah. they're selling out Brixton Academy, and yet, he will listen to every single album, every piece of music, no matter how small the band are, no matter how big they are, no matter what yeah. kind of cool thing to say about yeah. that band are. He just no, it's amazing. There's, there's, I've, got a lot of, I've, I've got a lot of respect for that, man. And people that, people that left their ego at the door, do you know what I mean? They're just, mm. they're, fucking, they're down to earth, they're grounded, they're humble, they're happy for where they are. And, you know, they appreciate the work they've put in, but they're not going to fucking brag about it or fucking wave it in anyone's face, do you know what I mean? He's just down to earth. Yeah. Fucking top bloke. Great bloke. Top bloke. But anyway, look, um, that's not really why I called, just so that we can all have a big old you know, group hug about Matt Heafy. No show um, off Matt Heafy. <laughs> yeah, although <laughs> big respect to Matt. Um, your fifth album, uh, the follow-up to your glorious comeback era, which Scott touched on a little bit, it's called Fracture. It's coming out on the 29th of May via Century Media Records. Um, 
uh, I think you guys have released a couple of songs from it already, so people might already have heard it before this podcast goes out. I think there's three out at the moment um, yeah. as, as we sit here um, uh, recording this chat. Uh, what was your kind of thought process going into the record? Um, what were you kind of trying to achieve from it? Is there a kind of thematic thing to it or through line going through the record at all? You go, I'll take it away, Alistair. Here we go. <laughs> um, honestly, no, not a major theme. I wouldn't say there was any sort of concept we were leading with. What kind of started the writing process um, was the fact that we'd been away for so long prior to the last album. Mm. And uh, when we came back, we've had an incredible two years. It's been like the most inspiring and most positive two years we've ever had as a band. And we've been going since 2005. So we just had this like sort of resurgence, this fucking life just injected back into us again through, you know, Stephen, our new guitar player, he joined this last album was released. We had some amazing touring opportunities come up uh, and we were just incredibly inspired. And that kind of just got us, got the ball rolling. That was the first thing we were like, right, put a sort of time constraint on ourselves and said, let's try and release something about this time. Let's try and sort of do it two years. Uh, two years from now, let's kind of try and have some unity. We'll get the ball rolling. And that's where we get it started. So there's like, whilst it's, it's, it's metal music and it also it always sounds like there's some negativity going on in the background there. But overall, it's a very positive album. And mm. uh, aye, that's what kind of, the theme, if anything, is positivity and moving on and and spirit, like and being inspired by what's happened the past two years. Yeah, I well, think that, I think one of the main things as well. It's no secret that after Uprising, we went through quite a lot of shit and hard times and blah blah blah. That I'm sure a lot of other bands go through. But like, I think that one of the most rewarding feelings about it all as well when we released the era, we were doing everything ourselves. Everything ourselves. There was no like company there push, try to push you in a certain direction or try to tell you how you should sound or like getting oh, it's so hard to talk about but anyway but the point was it's just rewarding because we've done so much just on our own mm. and so much happened from it probably the like, era was way more successful than Uprising and we did all of that on our own yeah mm. I was going to ask you actually I mean you kind of have um, jumped back to a place that I was going to jump back to in a little bit but that kind of school of British metal bands from around I guess the school of 2012 I guess you call it the the sort of the British movement back then of each name you guys Bury Tomorrow Heights While She Sleeps Feed the Rhino it felt like that was a really difficult time although you know I've got a lot of really great memories of a lot of those records and mm. that time being a British music fan it felt if you were underground and you were into it and you invested in it a really really exciting time but yet, I mean, obviously, as I mentioned While She Sleeps and Barry Tomorrow have gone on to do, you know, commercially great things. But a lot of those bands sort of fell by the wayside and a lot of those bands never managed to, you know, really translate to a, the I, amount of people that they probably should have done. fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah. Got fucking, it was fucking brutal to be... Sorry, I, I guess, can we swear on this? It's Metal Hammer, surely I can. Well, you've already done it, so I think we're... I don't give a fuck. Why, uh, <laughs> right, man? It was, it was, it was tough. Really, really tough. And like you said, I think that's an exciting time. I actually remember you talking about this. I remember you and uh, Terry, mm. Terry Bezer talking about this as well um, on a podcast you did ages ago. And 
I'm sure it was actually. I'm sure it was actually talking about. Was it Merrill? It was Merrill, Stephen and Merrill, I think. Yeah, it might have been me and Merlin. Yes. Um, I think it was maybe actually the three of you. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Aye, somebody was talking about it before, but I'm sure it was around <laughs> about the time that Erad came out, and it was discussing that album and saying, you know, it was great to hear people, great to hear us to come back from that because we had fallen, you know, you'd fallen into oblivion basically, or just into the abyss, and it was a nightmare trying to get out of it and trying to push forward. But like Kennedy said, man, we had this. Uh, this sounds well cheesy, but I'm going to say it. We had each other. <laughs> yeah, man, straight we, we, we absolutely went for it, and you know, in the face of adversity, man, and just like being absolutely swamped in shit. Thing is, as well, like, we've all been best friends since we were like in school, and we've been doing this. Like, I'm 32 years old now, and I, I can think of that there. I'm 32 years old now, and we started this band when I was like 16, and we've been doing it this whole time. Like, I feel like if if, if we weren't as close as we were, we probably wouldn't be a band anymore to be honest mm, I, think I think it definitely brought us closer as well all this shit yeah and so now seeing the success of it like i say success i use the term loosely it's massive for us um like the way that the new material is going is uh again it sort of strengthens that bond knowing that we've gone through all this crap and we've made it back from this sort of time that you were talking about Stephen. Mm. and then like getting to where we are now and looking back at everything that we've been through and where we've come from as people is just like now when we go out and play shows man the band's got a whole different energy to it and well it'd be nice to play a gig on it and sort of show people what we're talking about but (laughs) you might have to wait a little while for that but you know you guys have you've you've come through harder things i would i imagine um wow this is pretty pretty rough what's going on right now but i mean i think it's it says a lot about the kind of the drive and the tenacity that you guys have got that you've made it to a fifth record um, with, I mean, especially with the kind of the gap between era and uprising is, is a, is a gap that would kind of dismantle completely um, a lot of bands and to come back with that level of momentum. And I think also when you are a band who people think are, I, I don't want to use the word part of the furniture, but, but you, Jerry Cantrell from Alison Chain said, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And to kind of, to get here a, a decade after, you know, or, or when Era came out, it was a decade after, you know, you have to work harder to regain people's attention. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Is that something that you found? I mean, and has that kind of pushed you guys on to be a better band, do you think? Definitely, I think it's pushed us to be better, but I mean, I don't, I don't know, Scott, what do you think? Do you think that we push to... you? Definitely, like, I try not to think too much about what's going on outside our bubble. Like, yeah, I get inspired by, like, trying to make sure that we guarantee we make a better album than our last one. And I feel like that is, like, so important to me, man. That, like, see bands like, look, take, take Testament, for example. How I don't even, I can't, couldn't even tell you how long Testament have been a band. They're still writing amazing albums. Like that last testament album is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Like that 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 excites me, man. Like I want to be that band that keeps writing better albums. Like just yeah. that's what inspires me. Like I try to like try not to think too much about what's going on outside our bubble because that's not really who we are. Aye, exactly. It, it gets very it gets very um we sort of push each other harder with every album, I think. And that's exactly what Kennedy's talking about. The kind of we raise the bar every time ourselves. And uh, you know we're, we're hard on ourselves. We're hard on each other. And uh, you know, said getting a hard on for each other. 
that that no. Don't let the secret in. Penny see you top half, so you know that, that may or may, or may <laughs> just, not just be as true. well. <laughs> yeah. Um I was going to talk to you about um, Then Into Nothing, which uh, people might have heard as we record this, which is, I think it's a great song. It's got a massive Pantera-style stomp to it. It's got a great thrash riff. It's got a really kind of hooky chorus. Um, it's got what I really like about the record, which I think you've kind of added to your sound a little bit, which is um, what I call kind of apocalyptic vibes. Yeah. And... Um, and I saw an interview, I think it was you, Scott, who said uh, that it's got more of a kind of socio-political vibe to it, that song. Uh, a call to those who feel abandoned and a reminder to the elite of who really holds the power within our communities. That itself is quite an empowering... Oh, that's you, yeah. All right, fair enough. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a very... I mean, what you said about positivity, that's a very empowering and inspiring thing to, um, to be kind of drawing from from a new record. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, that's... That's definitely the vibe that we've got. Like the first two songs that came out, the end of all we know and into nothing. Like whilst again, this is why I was saying like the the names have that negative connotation, and I get it's just a metal title. Do you know what I mean? The end yeah, of all we yeah, know and yeah. into nothing. You're you know we're playing to the band that we are, and we like things that are fucking metal, and it's like right, cool, that's what's there. But the underlying stuff and where we are singing from and where we are we are coming from, like or writing from at least, is. Uh, it's inherently positive, like I said, for the things that like Kendi's mentioned and I've mentioned that we're we've came through a lot. We're closer than we have been as a band, like ever in our entire career, which is now fifteen, six, fifteen, sixteen years. Like, I we're coming from a good place for shouting about stuff that's that means a lot to us, and uh, I think that that sound definitely carries through into the music and whilst we're all positive there's definitely a lot of stuff that we like to shout about in the world and uh yeah i mean uh, we definitely have we definitely have our own views and opinions and we're obviously going to be inspired by them when it comes to writing songs but it's definitely not something as well that i like to preach about too much like take polit like politics for example like for me personally when i go to a show i like to go to a show to escape all of that noise that's going on in the world and just lose myself for a night and enjoy a, enjoy a show so many shows I've went to and like the front man of a band, not going to obviously name anyone, but it's very preachy and trying to force their opinions on people. And I, I never want people to come to your show and feel like that. I want people to come to your shows and escape because that's how I feel when I go to a show. And I feel like that's very important in live music. Is mm. It's an escape. It's somewhere where we bring people together, not divide people. And the metal scene's great for that. I mean, the metal scene yeah. is the, the kind of the, the ultimate leveler for everybody. I, I, I was talking to someone who's not into metal at all the other day and I was saying the, the thing is I think that anybody can turn up it's not like a lot of other genres where you have to turn up and kind of prove your credentials to people you yeah. can just turn up and as long as you want to be there you're kind yeah. of well you're welcomed in yeah. do you know what I mean yeah for sure yeah. man the metal community is amazing for that and that's I get I feel like I'm broken record talking about being away and coming back and stuff but that's the first thing that we felt when we started doing shows again and especially over the last two years. And I think, yeah, I think at first there was a bit kind of, was that band back? Are they doing this again? Or have they got some new material? But the, the change in two years was, it's like night and day. Do you know what I mean? I think as soon as people realised, oh shit, like, especially with the release of a new song, it just kind of got people on board straight away. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, 
welcome back, guys. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, man, the love we felt after we released the era was insane. Like, it was Aye. crazy. Like, uh, we've never played a show before and heard a crowd singing the words to your chorus. Like, as like you can hear them over the fucking drums. And when that idiot's playing the drums, you can't really hear much, even hours after <laughs> you finish the set. And, like, been able to hear people sing the chorus. Well, obviously, we experimented more with melody and the choruses and stuff like that, but we'd never done it before. But... That, like when we released Era, that was the first time we'd ever experienced anything like that from an audience. Aye, our, our, our fans that had waited for that stuff were just, we can't thank them enough. We're now, we're now in this sort of perpetual kind of cycle of just trying to give things back to people that support us because, like Kennedy's saying, when we did come back, the fans of the band, it was existing fans basically do you know what I mean because we'd, yeah. we'd been away for so long we hadn't done anything we came back with this album that we were proud of but we were like what what are our fans going to think of this and, I mean, don't we wrong, and they were just what are you going to say I says I mean don't get me wrong there wasn't a lot of them but there were some <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're saying the noise that they made there might have been five of them but fuck they could scream <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, they, it, was, it was incredible man that's the beauty of you know like you say I mean there was not many genres that would have kind of um that really care about the kind of the longevity of a band. I think that's the great thing about metal is that a band like you guys who, you know, were never the, were never able to play arenas and never were, you know, the, the kind of flavor of the month at all, are able to come back and people seem genuinely excited about it. And I think it's on the strength of the material being great. I mean, if the material wasn't good, it, it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have worked out for you guys. I think that's, you know, that's a great thing about metal, I think, is it's a scene that kind of flies and dies on the strength of the material that you guys put out. Yeah. Just as well we're not eating any shade then. Huh? Well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more. I mean, the new record, um, in terms of progression, uh, in terms of changing the style and adding little bits to it, obviously you guys are a metal band. I mean, how do you feel about, just for, before like talking about yourselves, um, specifically, metal and its progression as a musical genre uh, over the years. Do you feel like metal needs to do much in the way of actually changing its sound and adapting, or are you more like, well, this is what metal is, and as long as you write good songs that are metal, then that's the main thing? I would, I would go with a laugh. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 I want to hear Kennedy's thoughts on this. I, one come, I, come, I come from my background is like Pantera. Lamb of God, Metallica, like to me that's metal, man. Don't change something if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, you know, does that make sense? Did I say that right? Aye, aye, that's right. Aye, so like, I, that that's 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 the metal that still excites me today. I don't think it needs to be changed. I think you just like that's obviously the bands that inspired us when we started our band, especially Pantera. Mm. I feel like that's still a band that has influenced our sound today, is maybe as much as we don't look at too many other bands in terms of inspiration, but that's generally where our, that's, that's where our influences come from. And yeah, I don't know Aye, what I was trying to say there. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally away, man. That's, yeah. that's been our, that's been our drive since day one and those kind of bands and whilst along the way, obviously pick up new bands and there's, there's an infinite amount of talent in, in the, the metal community at the moment. And it is amazing, but I don't think, why? I don't know. Reinventing the wheel—it's no—it's not fucked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's all, not. All we, all we can do is try and be a better metal band, and we could just—I'd be a better version of ourselves. And people seem to be digging it. And you know, our our—that's where we see ourselves being. We're a we're a metal band, and 
we enjoy being that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there's something there's something that appeals to me about being in a band that is just a metal band, and I like that. I think that's a, that's a, that's a strength in itself, and you know, it's an exciting time for sure. There's loads of amazing new bands, and definitely putting a twist on the the old style for sure but uh, that's the one thing i've not i've not seen a lot of younger or up-and-coming bands right now that's actually playing metal like obviously there's a lot of heavy bands but i mean that sort of old school kind of yeah heavy groove metal like like there's never been another lamb of god since lamb of god has there like you know what i mean there's not new there's no new upcoming bands yeah. I feel like you're playing that style, and that's where we want. That's where we want to be. Uh, definitely. I, that's, I, I, think, I think there's a gap for that. Do you know what I mean? I think there's there's something. It's almost like there's something missing in that new wave of bands that are coming up because there's not something there that. You know, for me personally, anyway, I think I'm trying to think of something that I've heard recently, and there are new bands that I'm listening. I, I think straight away, I think of Conjure. There's a new. That's an amazing band. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would definitely class them as more alternative as opposed to being like straight up um like you know that new that new wave of metal that came out from the early 2000s or whatever and citing back to uh pantera and stuff but like even bands like chimera and stuff like the possibility of reason that was all the bands that inspired me great album. yeah it was all the bands that inspired me when i was younger and i feel like there's just nothing there in that style that genre of metal if you will right now uh, I mean, there's loads of new bands coming up that I'm excited about and I love, but I just, I'm, we're talking about, like... There's there's kind of one of those bands for each um, generation, it feels like, a little bit, you know? Because you kind yeah. of had, like you say, from Pantera to Lamb of God, yeah. maybe Five Finger Death Punch a little bit earlier on. I mean, I'm not the biggest Five Finger Death Punch fan, personally, but I appreciate that they are... Um, all right, well, I, feel <laughs> about it. But I, I appreciate that they're a, they're a kind Art of, of gold, gate, I'm sure. a gateway into other other things at the very yeah. end. I'm sure we can agree on that, um, or maybe not. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, I, I appreciate Five Finger Death Punch for for that reason. Um, yeah. But I do think that kind of that band that really excites people, like you know, Lamb of God's getting to number two on the US Billboard chart when Wrath came out. Pantera getting to number one on the Billboard chart. Far Beyond Driven came out. I mean, and and Slipknot getting to number one over here with with Iowa. You know, like yeah, you, you long for the day when yeah. well, ex- like exactly everybody is together and united behind one band in the way that they were in those days. And and I do agree with you. It doesn't feel like that's going to happen anytime. That that feels like a long way off, man. I don't think there's yeah. a band that's kind of came round. Uh, and being, you know, just the, the the three that you've spoken about there, Lamb of God, Slipknot, and Pantera, like a band that's got the fucking that that what would you say, like swagger? Do you know what I mean? Like that that is like a metal that's a metal call to arms. All those bands sort of reaching those chart positions and stuff like that, and just leveling festivals around I mean, the world. You have obviously got bands these days like Architects and stuff like that. that are- Fucking massive. Absolutely giant. knocking yeah. it out of the park. I Giants right now, but I just feel like times have changed as well a bit. Like, but I, I'd, I'd like to think I was wrong. Yeah, well, in the sense that the mainstream just won't, there's, the doors are completely shut for metal. Well, there's just so, so, so many bands now, you know what I mean? It's just like, and how many bands are doing something completely different to turn people's heads? Mm. Mm, it's true. 
I mean, there's a few. I think you know, I would look at Power Trip, who I think are a band who are you know. Well, I actually sent Kennedy that album the other week. Brilliant man, it's like Exodus. It sounds like Exodus. I love it. Uh, yeah. That song, uh, the Executioner, Executioner, Swing of the Axe, man. Yeah, That's yeah, a fucking so. tune. <laughs> yeah, absolutely amazing. I mean, I'd love to see a band like that do, you know, uh, do. No, I don't want to sound like a wanky marketing man, but do numbers. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. like to see yeah, them turn yeah, into course. a band that everybody would get behind because I look at them and they go, they're a, they're a metal band, even though they kind of come from the hardcore background. But talking to a band like Architects, who again, I think are great, but yep. as a straight up metal band, you know, our dudes in Slayer t-shirts going to get behind Architects. Eh, it's a bit of a struggle to imagine that. Mm. I'd love to get yeah. a proper big metal band. I feel like we're kind I'm, of... Just, I feel like that might be like 10 years away now. I think we need to wait until... I, I, I think the legacy bands just need to shift now. I think it's just time for a, a change in the music industry. You know what I mean, I think like, I don't even need to say them, but it's the same festivals headliners that you've seen for the past 10 years. And I think, yeah. see when all those bands just drop and they're gone and they, they, they sort of shift. And the, the, the power shifts to the, see those bands that have been top three, top four on festivals for the past decade. See when all them have to take the step up and they have to do the production and they have to start thinking about that next level and they start making that money and then everyone else takes a leap up. That's when I think stuff's really going to change, man. I think we've been we've seen the same festival headliners for too long and they're obviously they're obviously still killing it. I, I don't need to say any names to any bands and that. Some of them I don't like. It's a nostalgia thing for a lot of people as well, though. Exactly. And, and you, but, you can't but at the same time, them. though, I would fucking love to see a band like Architects headline download. And I think they could because the production's incredible as well. Yeah. I would love to see a band like that headline download, man. And that's, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. See when they take that step up and that just moves every other band along with it. And then you get yeah. the opening at the bottom to bring in the newer talent as well. And everyone takes a step up. I think it's only fair. I think the big big dogs need a boat, man. Yeah, I mean, if you can imagine a, a day at Download, which is Parkway Drive, Sub by Architects, with Code Orange, with Walsh Sleeps, with Employed to Serve, with you guys on the main stage. I, I mean, that to me feels genuinely exciting. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that would be, and most of those bands, or a lot of those bands I just mentioned, are British as well, which gives it an even more exciting kind of, flavour to it for people who have grown up in this country like the yeah. thought of British metal bands headlining Download Festival I mean who is apart from Maiden who who has done that really in, in I think that? Architects and Bring Me are not you know they're they're on that they're on that path you know what I mean for sure like yeah definitely um, so I mean do, do you kind of think about commercial aspirations at all uh, at this point with you guys because obviously coming in, into your your fifth record and still kind of developing the sound. I do think there's been a bit of like a bit of progression and a bit of um, sort of outside, maybe not quite outside metal as a broader umbrella, but certainly straight. It's not just straight ahead metal. On the oh, team. there's bigger, there's bigger choruses like for yeah. sure. Like, uh, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't, to, it wasn't a case of like, oh, let's write like more singy, bigger, anthemic choruses because it'll make us bigger it was I, like it was more about me just wanting to push myself as a vocalist as well like i want mm -hmm. to be better i want to be better all the time like why why, yeah. why bother keeping like why why keep doing it if i'm just not going to push myself like if the rest of the band are getting better and i'm not then 
And plus, it's not just that as well. We just want to write better songs. And I wanted to push myself as a vocalist to try and do those things. And I feel like it worked out quite well on the album. Like, there's, I, I think there's massive choruses in our new album, and I love it. So, I, I think that's something we'll always focus on now moving forward. Like, like Kendy was just saying, like he's raised the bar the past couple of albums. Like we started to dabble with this stuff, a tiny bit of uprising, a bit more on uh, Era, and then now it was like he's, he's added this new sort of this new range to his, his arsenal as a, a singer. Do you know what I mean? And it's like something that we always want to call upon now. And if Gunzi's putting a chorus together, he's like, "Oh, Kendy, have you got a?" Is there a vocal melody you can think of this? He's like, right, I'll go away. He comes back, I'm thinking of this, and then Gunzi can write to that. And it just adds this total new element. But like in terms of trying to seek out commerce, like a commercial kind of path for the band, again, it goes back to what we said, that we don't tend to think too much outside of our bubble. And for me personally, it's like a production thing. I'd love to make enough money from a show to just put on a belter of a show and have like right. lights and accompany the music with the visual aspect sort of thing and I think it'd be quite foolish in this day and age to kind of start dreaming of it being a commercial success like we were just talking about with these bands that have been going for years and the legacy bands not shifting and taking that long to build up to that kind of point we've been a band for 15-16 years now and we've all got other jobs to keep this going commercial success is not the goal it's not the dream it's not really not what the we're about, uh, It's not really what we're about. I think if we got it, by all means, that'd be fucking that'd be a good laugh. But it's really about the music and kind of. I, I guess it seems like a cliche, but it's no I genuinely mean that. It's about the music and uh, touring and spending time with spending time as a band. You know? Don't be wrong. It would be a dream to put on a massive show. Like I would love to have huge production, and that's like a dream. But it just. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, well, hopefully people love the album. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's, there's stuff like, I mean, um, what is it, the second track, Pathfinder, which to me just sounds, again, you know, I, I, it's still really heavy, but it's got this kind of almost cinematic sci-fi feel about it. Like when I, yeah. when I listened to you guys early on, it was like, you know, stomp, crush, kill, everything. That was, that was the entirety. <laughs> and, and that's great. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not, complaining about bands who do that at all um it can be fucking brilliant we just spoke about power trip they're brilliant that's pretty much all they do that's what they do I... yeah and that's what you guys do but you added, little... added that as well which i think is it just makes everything more interesting and it makes the heavier bits sound heavier as well yeah right. exactly variety, variety is important man especially like as listeners of music like we want to hear all different things going on in the one song, like Pathfinder, as you mentioned, it has got this whole kind of weird futuristic vibe sitting on top of the song, but it's also got one of the heaviest riffs, in the if not the heaviest riff in the entire album, which is just straight up fucking jum, 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 just balls to the wall, heavy as fuck. Right. And that, that's the thing, like variety is so important, man. You want to take people on a journey when you listen to a song, and that's how I feel when I listen to music, that's where I want to go with a song, so. Right. I think our, um, the music that we've been listening to over the years, and then just learning about each other and about ourselves as musicians moving forward from the first albums like you said like the really early stuff it was just you were out there to just knock somebody's heat clean off their shooters as they say <laughs> and then uh like oh sorry like knock someone's head clean off their shoulders like yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i like that was that was the first stuff and then like we started to get a bit groovier and slow down a little bit and 
just add a bit more of that dynamic in there and then now we're kind of experimenting more with the melody and Kennedy's vocals and Colin on Stephen to do some backing vocals and stuff like that and Junzi well, he's always had melody in his guitar. I think it's got a lot to do with maturity as well. Aye, that as well. Just get uh, growing up and changing a bit, and I definitely can't be asked doing a blast beat for forty-five minutes on stage. So I'd rather slow it down a bit. Lazy, <laughs> fucking lazy. Yeah. Terrible. When you're younger, um, it's just all about being fast and heavy. Now it's about writing good, timeless songs. Like, for example, we talked about Into Nothing earlier when we wrote the demo for that. We called it our sad but true. It's yeah. Like, just talking about things like that. It's like. Timeless music, man. Bands like Pantera and Metallica, and all, they've written music that I will listen to when I'm 50, 60 years old, if I live that long. It's like timeless, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, lads, I mean, I, good luck with it. Um, I think we've, we've covered most of the, the stuff we need to cover. Um, what are you, just before I go, I mean, this whole pandemic thing that's happening at the moment, how much are you guys looking forward to getting out of the house and getting back on stage and getting together and, and actually playing some shows and getting oh, the out on its feet. So much, man. Like, although we kind of play shows right now, we still, we're still going ahead with it. Like, this year was looking to be our most successful year as a band. We're supposed to be on tour right now with a band that I've been listening to since I've been 15 years old and we're main support. Going to places in Europe I've never been to before. There was talks of going to the States, blah, 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 loads of festivals. Like, it was just looking like such a good year. Now, but again, since even though we can't go out and tour the album, we still want people to hear the album and people still need music to listen to or they're stuck at home. So we're still going ahead and putting the album out and that's important to us. Yeah, for sure, man. That was the that was the one thing we didn't want to do after, like we said at the start of this, like the past two years were massively inspiring and that's the main thing that got us through everything that we've been through. So really important to give back to the people that have supported us, old fans, new fans. Past two years have been massive for us past seven years if you could think about it that long and this just feels like music's more important now than ever do you know what I mean and uh we've seen an amazing support through our pre-order campaign but even if people you know it's not just about picking up the cd and supporting us if people don't have the money to do it because it's hard times for everyone they can just fucking jump on spotify jump on apple music get some new tunes and just escape for a bit on that day and share it's all about sharing the tunes that's that's what matters to us people hearing something new Lovely stuff. Well, gents, it's been lovely chatting to you. Good luck with the records. It's called it's Fracture. Amazing. It's out on the 29th of May via Century Media. Um, it's uh, it's a banger. There's no doubt about it. It's an absolute rager. So, um, yes, thanks very much, guys. Let's hopefully see. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these songs played live. So, um, yeah. At let's some point in the future. That yeah. happens sooner rather than later. Cool. Amazing. Bye. Cheers, Stephen. Thanks very much, mate. It was nice to catch up with you. You too. So there you go. That was Scott and Ali from Bleed From Within talking about their new record, which comes out on the 29th of May on Century Media Records. Uh, the album is called Fracture, their fifth album. Still feel like they're a little bit of an unknown quantity here in the United Kingdom. And if you are a fan of that Pantera, Lamb of God, uh, you know, Pissing Razors, The Haunted, those kind of bands, if you like that sort of stuff, then you need to get involved with, uh, with Bleed From Within. They're a great band. They've been through a hell of a lot and they are still out there doing it, which I think is a massively commendable thing. So they're clearly very passionate about metal and they've just released a great record so get it get it on cd get it on vinyl go and stream it at spotify or itunes wherever you get your music and make sure you support one of the um the great the great Brit underground british metal bands um i'll be back again with another episode with uh with me talking to another 
great band at some point. But for now, thank you so much for listening to the One Louder podcast and we will see you very, very soon.